This podcast is proudly presented by Fan Babble Sports, a new way to cover sports. That's right. Welcome back to another episode of the Chat from the Back podcast. New sponsor to start off, start things off this week with Elite Salon for Men in Ingerdine. If you want a, want a good haircut, go go and see Joe and the boys up there. They do a great job. I've been going to them for years. Best place to go. But let's get stuck into the show. Scotty, have you on? Have you back this week, mate? How are you? I'm all good, mate. Just knackered from work, but you know, we well, do what that, we do. It is that time of the year, isn't it? Really? Yeah, we're, I'm getting in my busy period, so fun, fun. Well, I've already started with my work, eh? Like, and it's only going to get worse from here. Oh, it's... I, I feel like a downward spiral to hell is more of the yeah. good way to describe it. Like Christmas is, is a good time of the year to spend with family and friends and all that, but for the industries that we work in, it is hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is very, very it's, true, mate. Um, yeah, I, sometimes like with my industry, people just seem to be going more and more overboard year after year after year. Oh, I've, Look, I've never really had a consistent busy Monday for the last five years I've worked in the cafe, so... I've copped, I've copped abuse on Christmas Eve sometimes because we don't at work we didn't have things that people wanted. It's like we well, should have got it weeks ago, but whatever. You know what I, I mean? Like, those people idiots, but yeah, yeah. Well, I could think of other words, but none that we can say on the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So besides work, how you been going, mate? Yeah, going good. Um, just keeping busy. Yeah. Stress, stress from work. Yeah, me stress from um. I'm actually looking for a place actually. Oh with, really? Uh, Mrs. Oh nice, mate. Yeah, that's. It's been a long road. Been knocked back a few times, but. Mate, it up, happens. It happens. But um, so I was obviously you're relaxing when your nights off. Have you been able to catch any of the A League in the last two weeks since it's been back? Uh, I actually did catch. Oh, uh, there was a game I watched on Saturday. Granted, I was half asleep after yeah. work, but yeah, I, I did catch the Adelaide and Melbourne, Melbourne City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. I was at the Sydney FC game, but we'll get stuck on that a bit later. But we'll go through the weekend's results from the A League. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go. So this the, the ranking top on Friday night with Mel with Western United, Melbourne Western United, whatever wherever they're from. Against Perth, Western Western United getting up one nil. On Saturday had th- had the three games. Had the Knicks getting up two one over the Mariners. Adelaide and City playing out a two all draw with Adelaide getting the equaliser right at the death. You had the Sydney inconvenience with McCarthy getting mm-hmm. up over Sydney FC. Mm. You, you had okay. Melbourne Vic- oh yeah, you had Melbourne victory three nil over Brisbane Raw, and you had Western Sydney and Newcastle two all draw on Sunday evening. I know. Do you have Paramount Plus? Uh, I do not have Paramount Plus, no. but I, if there's a game on the Channel yeah. Ten or whatever, yeah. I watch that. I'll get Paramount Plus. It is doing better than what it was that first week. There was all those technical issues, but that Western Sydney Newcastle game, there was a point there where the commentary dropped out. There was literally nothing. It was just silence. Jesus, like, like what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. like I don't know, like. 
fair enough that they fixed up the the video quality issues and all the issues there, but it was still, um, yeah, it was it was like I turned it off because it was just like, yeah, all right, no commentary, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't get the a really good feel for the game. Yeah, and commentary does help that as well. Well, hundred percent. You're not going to sit there in silence, are you? Oh no, and like it's good to hear the tension building in the game through the crowd, through the the field mics. Absolutely, like you you get to like the commentators obviously know more than all of us, and yeah. their insight to it, and they will actually commentate on that and the players. It gives you an insight as well. Yeah. To like how, the how, how they like what we're doing now. We we break it. Break things down and have have a look at things, and and then we chat about it, and they do the exact same thing. And to be fair, I don't think we've actually watched a a LA game in silence. (laughs) We've always been talking. No, well, even even if we've been at a venue or something, they haven't had the volume up. I think was it two years ago where we had boils going crazy watching the Sydney FC game round one. Oh yeah, that was. um... I think they were playing Adelaide. Yeah, because it was the first uh, first game of the season that year. Yeah, and we had the, the, think, we had think, the pub singing. Yeah, I, I think it was the year we beat Perth in the grand final. Yep, that year. Yep. Yeah, it was like the first game of the season. Yeah, we had we had boys going nuts, but um, also touching on the A League, like you got obviously two rounds in, so take a bit take a bit of a look at the ladder. Going through one through twelve, you got Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City, Wellington Phoenix, MacArthur, Central Coast, Western United, Adelaide United, Wanderers, Newcastle, Perth, Sydney, and Brisbane are holding up the ladder on no points. Uh. For, for me, we it's like we can look at the Sydney game. I was out at the Sydney game on Saturday night. Far out, that was frustrating. Oh, I bet it would have been. Oh, did you catch the Sydney Derby in week one? Oh, uh, week one. That yes, I did, actually. Yeah, new... right. We seem slower in the ball movement moving up. We, we... actually seem slower. But, like, usually Sydney has a faster tempo yeah. in all their gameplay. I wanted to go to bed at halftime. Yeah. Well, for... And that's saying a lot for me. Well, for those of you that haven't seen on fan, fanbubblesports.com, head over, check out check out a recent post I, p- I put up on there. Looking at Sydney Sydney FC's season so far and looking at the fact is is this the end? Uh, I don't think it's the end. We we all know that Sydney FC has a slow start. However, but the thing is Corica F- needs but- a bloody kick up the ass. But the thing is, you look at everyone says we had a slow start last year. We in our first five games, I said it in the in the post, we had three wins, one draw, one loss. Well, one draw and one loss already. So if we want to keep the same form as we did last year, we need three more, three straight wins. We, and they're not saying. going to be easy games. So we've got Newcastle, Central Coast, and Wellington, which are all teams that were actually in fine form at the end of the year. Yeah. And they seem to be going all right so far this season. Yeah. So, like, Sydney and Corica need to actually pull, pull their heads out of their asses, to be, I, like, to be honest. Like, yeah. It's like, and you look at the game last week against Sydney Olympic in the Cup. 
Oh, I think we were quite lucky to get away with that game. Oh, lucky doesn't even describe it. We got Cam Sover's goal, which was a handball. Yep. Well, the only thing that really saved us was, I think, the profession, the professional, being a professional side, and the fact that Olympic, like as we know with Southo, like haven't played for how long? You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't think they've played the. Uh... Got a part of eight months. Yeah, well, something like that. Yeah, since the and since the New South Wales Premier League got the National Premier League, like for the New South Wales section, got got called. I don't think they've they've played since then, and they just came out and they look strong, which again is a worrying sign for us with Southo and the NPL New South Wales NPL next season. But that's oh, a different but... that's a different kettle of fish we can touch on in a couple of months. Well, but, honestly, if you're going to struggle against an MPL one side when you're a prominent A leg side, which should be fifty points ahead on anything, yeah, yeah. you should be sweating. Well, as I said in my post, like going heading into that MacArthur game, looking looking at how they went against Olympic, it's panic. It should have been panic stations heading into the MacArthur game. But like, I was talking to people that were like, "Oh no, 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 we'll do MacArthur." So, Looking at it now, like we should, no one should have thought we'd do MacArthur because, realistically, we just got through against Olympic by by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, I'll I'll have to agree with you on that because what I saw from the like even the Sydney derby, we were even lucky to get a point. And I think like, I'm not gonna gonna completely trash our recruitment system because it's worked for so, for so many years, but. I think we need to look at something different because we just keep on going for those older players. Which yeah, is... we go for we go for experience, but, but they but always the thing... seem to retire within like two years. But, but the thing is, okay, we've had some of those players for years, but we've kept them again. We've kept re-signing them at the expense of losing young talent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. look at I said in the in the post for, for an example, Marco Tilio. Yes, I, he went yes. to City to get more minutes, to get regular action. Yeah. He was probably one of the stars of the season last year. Ended up in the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like, he came, through, he played for Sydney Olympic in the juniors, came through the Sydney FC youth, youth set up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you're 100% right, mate. You're 100% right. And then also, for me, like, what, look at the tactics Corica uses. Like, Nothing against Corica. He's done done amazing. He's every year he's been in charge. He's made the grand final. This year is going to be, be be different. He's there's no way Sydney are making the grand final this year if it continues like this. And the thing is, you look at it. We've been caught up. Our tactics have not changed in how many years? Would you say? I haven't. Ooh, like, yeah, our, our formation. Decade, our, maybe? Yeah, pardon. Uh, like, they haven't changed in like a decade. I'd, no, it's less than that. It'd probably be about five years, I think, since uh, yeah, since yeah. we started the run with Arnie. You know what I mean? Like, but although, to, like to be fair, Arnie's playbook was really good. Oh, it was, and we kept it. But the thing is, everyone else's, all the other clubs un, under their management have started to become more progressive. Sydney's just stagnated and gone. No, it's worked. We're keeping it. Sorry, but. You can't just do that. No, you can't do that because that's just boring and that's what leads you into 
like relegation area in most most well, like competitions. Well, it's crazy to to think, but I, if we keep going like we have done in these first two rounds, admittedly, it is only two rounds in. But the signs have the signs haven't been good, and if it continues like this, we probably won't even make the, make the finals. At this stage, I'd just rather not come last. Mm. Like, Luckily that, for that, us, that... Brisbane have lost their first two, and they're sitting behind us. But like, we haven't actually we haven't even scored a goal. Yeah, you know, that's, you know I mean? like, that, that's that's one of the main worries that I've got because you got um, like Lafonda and all that. Well, you got Lafondra. Lafondra playing up there with Bahaja just doesn't work as a combo. We need Hell Boba no, to come never back. Had. But then Boba's coming back from an injury, and nothing is Boba. He's an older player, so he's not going to be as good coming back off of that injury. You got Costa coming back from an injury, but then you still got all this pressure on Lafondra, who is an older player. He then he may get injured, and then you got to have. You know what I mean? Like you just, I and think, you've got a young, bunch of young guns. And I think it's our problem. I said it to someone the other night. It's the problem we've we went through the Socceroos for so long, for a while there, where it was just, all right, you've done the job for so many years. We'll just keep picking you. We never picked those young players, and well, it cost yeah. us dearly in big big games. Well, with co- like cost is a very weak word I'd use actually. Like well, it's, it's destroyed us yeah. in a sense. Like, I don't know. And, like, we've still got some spots available. Unless we pick up some, pick up the freeze and the guys that are uncontracted, we have to wait till January, which thankfully is only just over a month away. But, you know what I mean? Like, it just, by that point, we could already be too far off the pace. You know what I mean? Well, what's, that's January. A month away, like four weeks. So yeah. four games. If we don't pull results, well, yeah. it's we are going to suffer. Yeah. Well, if by that point, I'll just say by a third of the way through the season, third a third to halfway through the season. Yep. If nothing's changed, I know it's not always. It's not really been Sydney's way. Do you see there being cause to sack Corica? Mid-season. Oh. It's like he's that, done a great job, but you know what that I mean? Is a, that, honestly, that is a big call. And he, like I've said, I said this, I think, last year. I said, if he doesn't pull something out of his ass, I don't want him there. Yeah. And it just seems to be that, we've, as I said, we've stagnated. We, he seems we, to be, be still trying to play Arnie Ball. 100%. And like, okay, it's worked, but everyone else is caught up. How are we now going to progress that forward? To play, we can still play a similar style, but we need to our tactics need to be more progressive than what they are. Like you, you need to take um, plays out of like um, a, a, the Premier League playbook or something like that. Because yeah, like most sides, they they win, but they don't do things the exact same for decades. Yeah. Like, they still got their be, basic ones, but it, like you have you have your ethos, whatever. But tactically, it could be a change of. All right, so last season we scored 
40% of our goals down the left-hand side, this year we're working down the right. You know what I mean? Like, so that way you alter little things that way and or you play a little bit more down the middle to play out to the right to, to, to pull away from the left. So that way you can change it up that way. You know what I mean? Little little tweaks like that are what can make a difference in a league. 100%. And, and ex- especially in a tight league like the A-League. A well, A-League men's, as we should call it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, hang on. Um, no, but even just playing on the left switching right and then a quick switch back to the left to pass in middle, mm. quick goal, done. Like even sort of like mm. something like that. But even then, but yet, yet again, you look at our squad, we've got so many aging players in our squad, it's so hard to get that quick ball movement though. Yeah, that is true. And that's the problem. Like, do we look at bringing in like potentially those, say, 23 to 26-year-olds in January to bring in that extra little bit of pace at pace. Because even on Saturday night, no, no offense to him, he's been, he's one of the, he's a Sydney FC great. He'll surely go into the Sydney FC Hall of Fame at the end, end, of, end of the days. Ryan Grant even looked off the pace on Saturday night. He did look a bit shaky, I'm not going to lie. Like just someone, from, like, just from highlights, I just want to say. Like but... someone said, I heard someone reference, oh, it's still probably getting into it from the Socceroos games. That was like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, he came like... in. He played Sydney Derby. He's had another week to do, get get right for the game. And the thing is, like, he's played for the Socceroos. Like, unless Corrick has worked him too hard, you're not, which he shouldn't, because okay, he has come back from the Socceroos. He's played the Sydney Derby. Let him have a cup. Let him have a light week. Let him, you know what I mean? Like, you, so he is going for it on game day. You don't want to have, have that situation where someone like Ryan Green, who's so influential for Sydney FC, with the with the balls coming in from out wide and the gut-busting runs up and down the, the flanks, you don't want him to be busted on game day. Well, no, you don't, because he is one of the cornerstones of Sydney FC. What, you, you shouldn't be riding him so hard, because he is a socceroo. And he has he's playing more games than most of them. So yeah. why would you ride him harder when he's your cornerstone? Well, you see it with some of the team, some of the leagues around around the world. When the international players come back, okay, you might have a have a big game coming up, but they're not riding them into the ground for that that first week a week week and a half, whatever two weeks first time when they first come back off of international duty. It not they're not mandatory sessions all week for those international players. It's because you want to keep them fresh. They've just come back from playing those hard games. Like nothing against any league, any like the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, whatever. The the games in leagues like that don't compare to international football. Well, yeah, I honestly reckon um, like international games are more aggressive and you will get hurt and then you come back into a, your, your local league and, what, five minutes later, you're like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, boss, I'm yeah. gone. That's the thing. Like, it's just, it's, Grant just seemed overworked. Am I wrong? No, you're definitely not wrong. It's the first time in a long time Grant just hasn't looked there. Again, I don't know if it's the fact that he's overworked or it's just, again, Sydney being caught up, but it's... it's like, it was very unusual. Well, 100%. He, he was, it, it was very unusual for him to, like, play 
uh, sluggish, I suppose. Yeah. The word is. I don't want to say he looks second rate, but you know what I mean? Like, he definitely wasn't his usual top self. Yeah. I'll, I'd agree with that, yeah. But hopefully, you just get a good night's rest, shug this week, like this last result yeah. off, and come back stronger. Yeah, because we got Newcastle on Saturday night. Newcastle, yep. Yeah. It, we need to win this game. It's a, it's a must-win thing. For like basically for everyone, really. Yeah. Well, again, I'll put in the post, put in my article, how the pressure is on Corrigan out. The pressure is building. If they don't get, if they don't get the win in this game, I think it goes up again. Oh. Uh, Would you agree? Honestly, Corica, if Corica can't pull results from the next three games, I want him gone, regardless. Yeah, like he needs to do something. Give give him to the to the fifth game, and then after that, reassess. Definitely. Yeah. Like it's like I'm not I'm not saying he's bad. Yeah, but he's but not for, he's not performing. A, no, and for a club like Sydney FC that that wants is wants to be known is known as one of if not the biggest club in Australia. You know what I mean? Like it's. I think I can't remember if I put it in the post or not, but football is a results driven business. And you're only like all well and good with what Sydney's done for the last five years since 16, 17. But you're only as good as your last performance slash last season. Last year, Sydney did not, didn't win a trophy, which is unacceptable for Sydney FC. Grand scheme of things, yeah, you're right. However, if they... Corica sees out this season though, and does and does turn some results, could he still be gone if Sydney don't win a trophy this year? Um, my guess would be he he would be gone. Like, I know he's a club he's a club legend. Like you can't say enough of what he's done for Sydney. He's been with Sydney since day one. But when push comes I, to I shove, don't think he's, I don't think he's suited for a Sydney managerial position. To be fair. Yeah, well, he's done all right, but again, coming in after Arnie, the structure was already there, but now it's on him to set up his own structure, and it just doesn't seem to be working. Well, it's evident in the results at the moment. 100%. So, hopefully, tomorrow's a new day, and yeah, yeah, can't really see what happens. Say much. Yeah. Well, hopefully, come hopefully come full time on Saturday night. We're getting ready we, for the ne- next episode, next show, and looking at Sydney FC getting a win and kickstarting their season again. But speaking of a kickstart to a season, Melbourne Victory. Yeah, they, they really changed. Didn't they beat they? West United last week one 0 and then they picked up a a massive three 0 yesterday. Like I said in my my A League season predictions, any side with Tony Popovich is not going to be down the bottom. That yep. he, he doesn't accept <laughs> mediocrity. Oh no, he's very hard on that. <laughs> well, it's I don't think I've ever seen one of his sides not be up the top, whether it be when he was at Wanderers uh, or Perth. The only, uh, only the I, only I question think, mark I think all of his is, teams have been in the finals. Yeah, but the only question mark yeah. is I think it's Xanthi that he was just up in Greece, but that's a whole yeah. different kettle of fish. There was, yeah, yeah. That's, that's was, way as far different. as I'm aware, there was a whole lot of 
goings on behind the scenes and just things that were pulling pulling things the wrong way and whatever. But that, again, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But I did yeah. say I did say in that prediction I'd, that Melbourne victory would be back up there, and by the looks of things, they are. Yeah, they they were Sydney FC like a few years ago, coming in strong, yeah. absolutely blitzing it, and I reckon. I have a sneaking suspicion they actually might take the top two. Oh, mate, I, I need to readjust my season predictions because, as I said, with the way Sydney FC are, won't make the finals. The, City, the I still going, think, eh? City, I still think will get Premier's plate. I still think City will win it. But I don't know, man. It's It, it looks like it could be an open season, I think. Oh, at this rate, only time will tell. Yeah. So. But, um... Jumping from the A the A League men's to the, the next competition that starts this weekend, the the league formerly known as the W League, the A League Women's. Oh, is that starting up now? Oh. That starts this weekend, mate. And even better, fucking yeah. is come on, is you got got with A League games and W League games, you got teams playing double headers. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving it. Like dead set. <laughs> Get like I've been to a couple of W League games, well, A League women's oh. games. It's still going to be their while to get it, get it, get through as A League women's. But no, I support this A League yeah. women's. Yeah, apologies 100%. if I do say W League, but that's just you know what I mean. It's been like that forever and a day. But for anyone that hasn't been to one of the games, seriously, get out there. We've I've been to a couple, even with the. Youth league when it, when they've had double headers and it just makes makes so much more of the day, mate. It's sometimes it's better than the bloody A league, uh, the A league men's. I should say. Yeah. Well, you, well, the thing is, you get out there early, you can you can see the every facet of the club. You know what I mean? Like, and, the, and, the, the, day, and the girl, the girls are more friendly. They'll come up to you, just say yeah. hi, and do what they do, and, and you can go I, have a chat with yeah. them for about half hour. Yeah. So. And hopefully, we can get get the crowds like. You you look at the over thirty thousand that were there on Saturday Saturday night for the game against the US for the Matildas. They're playing again Tuesday night or tomorrow night at the time of recording last night when this drop this podcast episode drops up in Newcastle. So hopefully with the with the A League women's starting this weekend on the back of big crowds and with the FIFA Women's World Cup coming up. We can see the crowds get even bigger and bigger and bigger for the league. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'd go to a Matildas game any time of the week. Yeah. Like I'd love to see the A League women's slash W League. I'd love to see it expand and have every team in the, in the A League have a have a women's team. But then I, I'd also, in that aspect, love to see Canberra come into the A League men's. To support the A League women's side, yeah, I reckon that's true because when when I first supported the like W League like years ago, there was yeah. a Canberra side. I thought that was really weird, yeah, because the men's didn't. Right. Well, and, that's, that's the thing by having yeah. that women's team down there. You already have it have the stru- the setup structure for a men's team. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, you've you, or- like you do. You've, like- already, you've <laughs> already got sponsorships in place. You've yeah, already got like, training bases in place. You've already got all that sort of stuff. You've already got the nucleus of a 
foundation. You've already got the nucleus of the foundation set. All you need like, to do is go. Why not yep. use it? Like hundred percent. It's it's that simple. If well, if you got the women's side, well, definitely you got the money and money enough there to get a men's side in there. Definitely. Like, but um, yeah. So all things being what they are, if you get the chance, head out to an A League women's game this season. Even better if it's a double header. Head out there early, stay for both games. Enjoy the enjoy the day. But as I said, if it is a double header, head out there early and watch the women's game. Trust me, sometimes they're better than the men's. But um, preach, yeah. But heading in the second part of the show, as I said, we had Elite Salon for Men, new sponsor on board. We've still got the same sponsors the last couple of weeks, Scotty. If you want to take that away for us, mate. Ah, uh, we got the fabulous chef here at Cafe Kazoo. If you want get, to get a good breakfast, come on down. I'll cook well, you something good. Well, it's not just breakfast down there, mate. You've got your brunch, you've got your lunch, you've got your great coffees. What well, a place yeah. to go. And you've got a great selection of sweets there as well. Yeah, we actually... Um, oh, what did we get? Um, There was a new one there. Uh, it's called a Barek. Yeah? Yep. Get this right? Yeah. It, it's spinach, cheese... And a pasta, all baked in a bread. Oh, my mouth salivating at the thought of it. It's, it's like... a vegetarian meal, so anyone who wants it, come on down and get it. Oh. It's delicious. Oh. I've had it before, and I rate it. I may have to make make an appearance down there next next weekend at some point. <laughs> no worries, mate. You know I'll cook for you. <laughs> oh, 100%. But yeah, head down to Cafe Kazoo, level two of Miranda, out the front of David Jones. Great breakfast, great brunch, great lunch. Great drinks, awesome chefs, top quality food. If you want a good cafe to go to, especially now being Christmas time, you're heading down to Westfield Miranda to do any shopping, head to Cafe Kazoo to refuel throughout your shopping shopping day. But let's get stuck onto a bit of the Premier League, mate. So obviously, obviously being t- you, you've been tired with work like me, but like, Yesterday, I, was, I actually fell asleep for a couple of hours in the other, so I was up all night watching it. <laughs> Mate, the amount of snow over there. We saw, like I sent you the photos from the Man City game. They had to extend half time to just clear the snow off the pitches. Yeah, yeah you but, showed me the photo, uh, the photos of that stadium too. Bloody hell. Yeah. Mate, like, there, there, I, I, there I were times where just watching it through off the sport, the static, the static through the stream and the pixelation just because of how much snow was falling. Like, like that's I, I, when you know it's proper snowing. Oh yeah, you you showed me two two photos of the halftime clean up and wow. Well, and that's the thing. Like that's the that's one of the games that went ahead. You had Burnley and Tottenham that got actually got postponed. I think they right. almost cleared the pitch, but it was because of danger to supporters getting into the ground. Uh. Well, I could believe that as well, though. Yeah. Because it was at um, Turf Moor, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is 100% believable. But the thing that I found funny was looking at it on social media, There was, I think there was a guy that had got, travelled over to over there from the US just to watch the game. Oh. 
and yeah. he gets to Burnley the night before, whatever, and then on the day of, sorry, game's off. Yeah. Like, oh, man, how heartbreaking. Mate, I'd be absolutely fuming. Absolutely yeah. fuming. If I if I got told that at the, at the gate, saying, yeah, well, sorry, mate, like, shit happens. Yeah. See you next time. I was like, well, no, you won't. Yeah. I'm not from here. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my holiday. But yet again, I suppose, if that is your team, you're more than likely going to try and make the trip again and again and again. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's, you know what I mean? Like, you're still going to want to go over there because you're still going to want to see your team play. Oh, yeah. You, you would, but... But it takes a lot of planning, a lot of money. have that opportunity, though. 100%. But um, given we didn't... I didn't speak to you about it last week. I was speaking to Jamie last week about it. I brought it up with Jamie. I was listening to the last week's show before. Um, looking at Premier League predictions. Has your predictions changed of who's going to win the Premier League this season? Oh... Only slightly. So, so, who do you have winning the Premier League now? Uh, well, I still had Man City. Yeah. They, they're looking a threat, but I don't reckon they're going to get it. So, who do you reckon is going to get it now? I reckon, at the way it's going, Chelsea. Yeah. However, Liverpool are coming up strong as well. Well, I brought that up with Jamie last week. This is all I wanted to speak about this with you is even though I'm not a Liverpool fan, I would be happy to see Liverpool win the league this year purely because of the fact that two years ago when they won it, the fans weren't there to celebrate. They'd never got the chance to celebrate with the Liverpool fans. Yeah, that is true. Sad. Yeah. Very sad, though. But Jamie and I did also come up with a solution to this. So hear me out. Okay, if you guys want to you really, together. <laughs> really enjoy celebrating, all we'll do, we'll take the title off of you. You didn't win it that year. So that way you can celebrate that first time in so many years celebrating with your fans if you win it this season. You lose that champion. You lose the Premier League from two years ago, whatever, what of it. But you, but you get to win it, win it this year. If I gave you that choice, you, that year where you didn't celebrate with your fans... You lose that Premier League trophy. You don't. You, you go down as not awarded season, but you, you're guaranteed to win it this year and celebrate with your fans. Would you take that? Yes or no? Oh, no. I mean, it's that hard thing. Like you, you put me big, in a bit of a predicament here, sir. It was such a monumental moment for Liverpool to win it for the first time in generations. Yeah, they could. They never got the chance to celebrate with the fans. Would you turn, give that trophy back and say, yeah, we didn't win it that year if it meant you were guaranteed to win it this year and celebrate it with fans? So uh, you're you're saying uh, get rid of the... That Premier League um, you won two years ago? The 2020 season. Yeah, that, that title you won does not count. But you're guaranteed to win it this year and celebrate with fans. Okay. Would, would you take that offer? Mate... Get rid of the trophy then, because uh, yeah. I would be buying tickets to go over there just to celebrate them. Yeah, you know what that I mean. Like, that. and I even said to Jamie, like, because like Jamie being a City fan, I, I put him in this situation of, given the fact that City 
I want like he said, oh screw it, Liverpool. Fair enough. Like no nobody likes likes a scouser. But um at the end of the day for him as a city fan, you take away all those Premier Leagues at City One, there's like okay, you'd probably still enjoy seeing your team win the league, but I know with you how much it hurt not being able to see see the fans celebrate it properly. Oh yeah. Like if you like you the best we got from the twenty twenty season was sitting at home and going, Yeah, we're gonna be drinking at home. Yeah, like, so, so, <laughs> like honestly, looking back at that, how was that feeling for you? Like oh, watching like, Liverpool I was, I was lift, lift, win the. Like, I yeah, hundred percent. But like looking at it and seeing it being an empty Anfield. Yeah, and like yes, was... you were able to take the seats out, and the trophy was lifted in the cop. But as a fan, like, give me give, give me a sense of your mindset watching that moment happen and knowing that should be a full stadium at Anfield celebrating that trophy. Honestly, I watched the game and all I could do was just stand up and go, yes, come on. And then I sat back down and watched something else because I saw that stadium and it was just, yeah, well, yeah, we got it. Sort of, so, you know, that yeah. sort of energy. Was it a hollow sort of feeling, seeing that, that it was an empty stadium? Uh, it wasn't so much hollow. It was more depressing. And just sad because there was no, there weren't any fans there to celebrate. Well, normally, if a team wins the Premier League, the stadium is full, yeah. they're cheering, they're jumping on the bloody field yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, and then you've got like, say, me just sitting at home going, Yes, we won it. Well, yeah, I'm gonna sit back down on my chair and just do nothing, have a drink, can't even go over there, can't, can't give him a hug. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just depressing and sad, and yeah, well, that's the if I was guaranteed to win it, I'd probably you'd hand that back that and take this year's and take this year. That's the thing. I think a lot of fans. I don't know what how many other like. I, I'd like to think most other fans would take, do that. You know what I mean? Like you haven't won won it in so long. You won it. You couldn't list in front of fans, but I I suppose I'm with you. Like I would 100 percent trade that. Mo- that moment, like, yeah, okay, we won it, but no one's there to actually celebrate it. I would so, trade that in if it guaranteed winning and be and being able to have fans there and being there to celebrate, hundred percent. And imagine how the players feel as well. It's like, well, you're 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 going to win this, but no one's here. Well, it's one of the greatest moments is that lap of honor going around and seeing everyone. You don't get that. That's that extra thing that you you don't get, like. Like you see it sometimes in the yeah. AFL, the AFL and the NRL, and with you, and like always in like their fake car finals, and like when the teams win the Premier League, they take their time doing a lap of honor to soak it up to make the moment last. But in that situation, you can't make it last as long as you normally would. No, hundred percent. Like imagine saying, "Oh yeah, it's tradition to do a lap of honor in an empty stadium." Oh, you would. No way. I, they never did it. All they did was. Lift the trophy, pop the cork, spray the champagne. And that was it, yeah. And then go down and give the press interviews and go into the locker room. Like, yeah, okay, you're going to go into the locker room anyway. But you want to be able to share that moment with family, friends, fans, whatever. They didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I can't describe it. Like, Yeah. It's 
Like I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, really. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, we won't upset you anymore. But um, <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I'm pretty sure I've asked you in the past. Cricket's not really your forte, is it? Oh, uh, like if there's a game, like a twenty, especially a 2020 game, I'll, I can I can sit through that. But oh, that uh, that's not real cricket, though. Yeah, I know. I do. I do watch is, a few overs on yeah, test matches and yeah. all that. So, well, I'm sure you know what test series is coming up in in about ten in under in just over a week's time, don't you? Yeah, and that's the game I'll actually watch. So, <laughs> oh, the, the good old Ashes. Like, I'm going to sit down tonight. I've got two DVD DVD sets here. I've got both five nil wins for Australia against England. I can't yes, wait to start with the one that. from 06, 07 because it starts with that beautiful ball from Harmison that that nearly went to fourth slip Ooh. without being hit. It was just that much of a wide and went, went straight to fourth slip. Oh, it was, just, it was a beautiful ball as well. If you haven't seen that ball, what the hell have you been doing for the last 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> and get onto YouTube and watch it. It's the most funniest thing you'll ever see in an Ashes series. Yeah, I've got to agree. Got to As agree. an Australian, it is one of the most funniest things you'll see in an Ashes series. <laughs> I'd put I'd put a very close second is when Stuart Broad had his foot broken, but <laughs> um, but but enough of that. Onto the serious stuff. Obviously, Tim Payne stepped down as captain last week after the sexting scandal. Yeah, yeah. He's now stepped away from cricket indefinitely. I hate to say it, but I don't think we'll see him back. Well, it's... I, I only heard about it through random people, so I don't exactly know what happened. So Apparently. what's happened is he's sent some text messages to someone that, were, that was working with Cricket Tasmania at the time, I believe. They were messaging each other at the time, and Unsolicited, uh, he's sent an image. Yeah, yeah, okay. I... Um, as me and Jamie said last week, it's not the most beautiful thing to look at as in a photo, unless it's probably dressed up or whatever. But um, yeah, apparently, okay. apparently sent sent it at the start of the test, so I think he was focusing on the wrong sort of batting at the time. But whatever. <laughs> um, oh, I had I had to fit a, fit that joke in there. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's not captain. They've announced. Pat Cummings is captain, the first full-time captain for Australia that is a fast bowler. I don't know how that's going to work out. They've got Steve Smith as his deputy. Hmm. I think that could bring on a quite a fair bit of sledging from the Barmy Army. Yeah, I reckon well, so. Well, Steve Smith's always going to be remembered for Sandpaper Gate in South Africa, 100%. Yep, yep. Definitely. Um, but I don't know... I, it, I think it's going to be a great Ashes series. Oh, this one's going to be good. And it's not going to be one. we can get it. Yeah, I'd love to see another 5 nil. Well, I don't think it will be. I think... Yeah, I can't see it being a 5 nil. No, I think it's going to come down to the fifth and final test, which will be amazing. But things we still don't know where that fifth, fifth and final test is going to be played because of the issues with the WA border. Yeah, that's going to come in real strong, I reckon. Because there were there was a point there where they were around ninety five percent that yeah WA will host it, but now they're at fifty fifty, and you've got other states going putting their hand up and putting in 
bids to Cricket Australia saying, no, we'll host it. Like, because you've got to think, look at how long the England cricketers are being away from England for. It's not like they're coming into serious contact. They're here in Australia. Yeah. It's, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're in a controlled environment. Like, really, if you're, if you're saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do this, don't back out. Because it's uh, like it's only a week, uh, as you said, a week to, to like it, it's soon. Yeah, and we've got, like, about, we've got to wait till it starts, and then the fifth test is just after New Year's. You've got the New Year's test in Sydney, and then after just just after that, you've got the test in at this stage in Perth. I, oh, I can't see it happening in Perth, but yeah, but you still can't back out. Like, yeah, it, oh, it's the game will go ahead. It's just a matter of where it goes ahead if it's not in Perth. They yeah. talk Sydney's going for it and Melbourne's going for it. Apparently even Canberra's going for it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind that. Get having having the test match capital. Yeah. hundred percent. It's I'd enjoy that actually. But the only, I don't see it happening there. I, I see it more I see more chance of Melbourne given you can try and make benefit of the capacity because I'm pretty sure they've said they're gonna try and have full capacity at the games. MCG full house ninety thousand nothing beats it. Well, my my guess would be either Queensland, Sydney, or Melbourne. Yeah, it'll be it'll come down to the SCG or the MCG. SCG would purely just be because of history and the grandstand and like always. You see, the final test is always at Sydney, but yet again with Melbourne, you've got the crowd size, the yeah, gate sales, I was going to say like, like that Sydney- revenue. It's looking again, at it realistically, it'll be Sydney because of the history, but Melbourne because of the capacity. Capacity again, the history, but again, the history at the MCG as well. The history at the SCG purely because of the members' stand, members' pavilion, the ladies' lady stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, like, been out there for numerous occasions, and it's just, it just does feel special. I've, yeah. I think I've only been to the MCG once, which wasn't actually for anything. It was for the WWE a couple of years ago when they came out in, at the end of 2018, and I went down there and it felt it was it felt special walking into the G. But I think, have you been to the MCG? Oh, MCG. Um, oh, you no, would have gone down, you would have gone down for a Liverpool game, I'm sure, when they played in Melbourne. MC. Oh yes, Luke, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. I, have, I was going to yeah. say, I swear, I swear you would have gone down for a Liverpool game. Yeah, you know, no, you know no, what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I have, uh, I have, I have. <laughs> again, that would have been that was would have been a full house. Oh, uh, would have been ninety thousand. Yeah, I think there was about ninety-two. Yeah, so like close to a full house. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like when I was there for the wrestling, it was I think it was seventy-two thousand, but they did lose a lot for staging and but being on seat behind the stage going and all that. Yeah, yeah, but those, like, well, as you would anyway. Yeah, like again, as I said, it was for wrestling, so you can't really compare it to anything. But I'm get, guessing with that the roar that you would have felt whenever a goal with the goals that went in when Liverpool were there, it would have oh. been amazing. You probably you would have felt it through through <laughs> every part of your body. Um. Uh. Yes, I did. Yeah. However. <laughs> Uh, they were playing Melbourne Victory at the time, and I was sitting amongst a bunch of Melbourne Victory fans. So, yeah, 
let, let's just say I almost got in a fight, but but I still supported my team, and I that's, that's I nothing, will stand nothing, for that. But again, that's nothing new for a scouser. True. <laughs> Very true. I, I, hear, I hear scousers getting fights with people they see every morning when they wake up, but then they, but then they realise, hang on, that's just my reflection in the mirror. Um, Considering but, um, that this happened once yeah. to me, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you just proves how much best scouser you are. Hey, live and breathe. Live and <laughs> But um, I, th- I think we've done pretty well with the show, we- show this week, mate. Oh, yeah. It was a good show, actually. I, I always enjoy it coming on here. So, oh, mate, It's awesome. As, as me and Jamie said last week, like, being Christmas time, it's just so hard to get a recording schedule going. We're doing the best we can coming up, coming up through this festive period. Th- thanks for listening. Once again, thanks to the sponsors, Cafe Kazoo. If you want a want a great feed and good coffee, especially as I said said earlier, especially during this Christmas period where we could be down Marina Westfield shopping, head head up to level two at the front of David Jones Cafe Kazoo, get a good feed and a good refresh for for the rest of your Fresh shopping experience as well. Um, yeah, well, even better smoothies, like hundred percent. And then if you want to want a good a good haircut done coming up with all the Christmas parties coming up. Being able to go out again, elite salon for men in Ingram. Check me out. Go, go speak to Joe and the and the guys up there. They do a great job. Very reasonably priced as well. I get my hair and my beard done. And I pay like thirty bucks. I'm happy with that. It's elite salon for men in Ingram. Cafe Kazoo at Miranda. Anything else we need to add, Scotty? Uh, just like subscribe to FanLevelSport.com. Yeah. Head to fan, head to fan bar. We'll check it out. I'll put the link in, in, in the bio description, whatever it is, down below. Go check out my post from about Sydney FC. Is it, is this the end? Check out anything else on there. When it comes to, to the podcast, head head over to Apple Podcast. Rate review. Say whatever you want. We'll try and read. As soon as we get comments, we will read them out in the show. You can find us wherever you get any good or bad podcasts. And I think we are done. We'll speak to you again next week.